welcome to the higher points and today nick and i are coming at you with the to the point um we were gonna have eli on and talk about his uh powerlifting experience but we uh had a little foobar with our scheduling last week and that didn't happen and then we tried to schedule eli too late this week so he had to go get his hair and nails did yep it happens to the best (laughs) of us i heard he's getting his beard done too right yeah yeah (laughs) oh man we we got to make sure to ask him about the guy saying peach fuzz on the mic when <laughs> when we have him on. <laughs> the look on his face was amazing when that yep. happened. Was he, uh, amazing. I'll just tell a story for reference for later. But um, he uh, so he went to the MPL powerlifting competition and he killed it. Um, I mean he broke set all the state records and deadlifted more than I can deadlift. And I mean he he smoked it. It was awesome to watch. Um, but I uh, I came up with a little nickname for him here a few months ago. I started calling him Peach Fuzz. And um, I went up to the judge. Because he's trying to grow a beard. And he says it's a beard. But it's like those little like teenage kind of like it's peach fuzz, fuzz. fuzzy hairs. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's definitely not coarse in nature. And, of course, he's like, it's a full beard. Yeah. Well, I went up to the, the announcer at the powerlifting competition. I said, hey, you should call him Peach Fuzz. That's his nickname. <laughs> And and he did, and Eli's like, no, he I was, hate that. He name. was mortified. It <laughs> he was, was so great. His eyes so got great. big. Yeah, it was awesome. It was beautiful. It was. Um, but instead of telling that story, we'll let Eli talk about that here one of these days. Um, so we are going to talk about um, a little bit. We're going to talk some politics. Probably not the politics you're expecting, but so I went uh, up to the Capitol here last week on Tuesday. Um. On behalf of the Kansas Cannabis Coalition, and we were up there. Um, there was supposed to be an event, ACLU, the Coalition, Bleeding Kansas. Um, there was a bunch of uh, of these advocate groups who were going to meet, and we were going to all speak at the Capitol, and there was going to be 50-plus people here. Well, the um, weather, it was like freezing fog and crappy, and they ended up canceling the event and going virtual. Well, our group, we had already went up the night before, and we went to the hotel, and we decided, well, we're here, so we're going to go to the Capitol anyways. Um, and our lobbyists that we had paid had already set up meetings with the, for us and all this, so we're just going to talk a little bit through those experiences and um, just about kind of how that all transpired and how, like, moving forward, how things look for the medical um cannabis outlook in kansas for this year and just like maybe maybe if we could talk about this and if you listen we can communicate outside of the podcast and maybe we can make a difference together but we got there and we had a oh we met with eight different politicians in their offices we had there was five of us there and so we kind of split up at times but we met with uh, Jason Prost, who we've had on the podcast, and he's a rep here from Hush. We met with people from um, two or three different representatives from the Wichita area, a couple from the Kansas City area. And out of all of them, we, every single person was um, positive, and they all wanted a medical marijuana program in Kansas. Um, Kind of the overriding theme about it was um people in certain leadership positions that we've talked about on here in the past um 
do not want it for certain reasons. They want it for reasons of to where they can help their buddies out. And one thing that we heard was that there's this program out there that is um, tailored to the um, Wichita market, the Cedric County area. That's we had heard it called the Wichita Bill, the Cedric County Bill, and it's just just absolutely crazy to me the corruption through and through um up there in the capital and it's really opened my eyes because in this red state that we live in it is the red politicians that are the most corrupt they're causing the most issues but that being said like if you go to a blue state and it's the opposite you know it's the the blue people, the Democrats are in charge and they're the ones that are causing all the corruption and stuff. Well, as the coalition, we kind of put a game plan together and we decided that we all need to, we're going to come together and we're going to put a bill together. And, um, this is going to be a bill that is not monopolistic. It's going to represent patience. And because if you don't have patience, you don't have a, uh, medical marijuana program. And it, it won't succeed if patients aren't going to be buying a product from you. And part of the thing, like, if the patients aren't well represented, the black market's just going to succeed and just grow exponential. Just, I mean, just like it is now, the black market in Kansas is just, I mean, it's growing like crazy because of the lack of regulation we have here. Whether that's the Delta 8, Delta 9 stuff, the like hemp derived gray area that we have or whether that's weed coming over the border from Oklahoma, Colorado, Missouri, or stuff that's being grown right here in Rice and Reno County and being sold all over the place. It's, it's everywhere and it's thriving and nothing will happen with that unless we have a good bill. Um, so that's one of our things is moving forward. We need to have a good bill, but we also need everybody to, reach out to their politicians. If you support medical marijuana, reach out to the politician, the people that represent you, and tell them that you would like to talk about it, that your vote this year in the election like counts, and that you are voting based on a medical marijuana bill, and that is part of what you vote on. And because these politicians need to know that that is an important issue to you, because one of the excuses we get a lot is that our... Our constituents don't want cannabis. They don't want this stuff. They don't want it. Well, over and over again, we've seen studies come out in the state where it's like anywhere from 60 to 80% of Kansans in certain areas want a medical bill, recreational bill. I mean, they want a bill. And if, I mean, just look around us. There's 37 other states in the, in the United States that have some sort of cannabis bill. And, that that shows to me that the people want this, um, and that those representatives are just in it for their best interests. Well, I mean, I think I don't think that's anything that's like new. I think that such things have occurred um, since the beginning of time. <clears throat> no, uh, but people got to be able to like. There's no better time than now to step up and make a difference. You know, because, what you, like, I mean, you've heard Andy say, like, if you don't 
do it now, it's going to be too late. Yeah. And the way that these people are, even in Kansas, are going. That wasn't me trying to downplay it. No, no, like, no. Just so you know. I'm just saying, like, now is the time. Like, if we do not do this now, it's going to be this same cycle. Because this guy that's in leadership, he wants to be our governor. And it's going to go through the same shitty cycle when he's the governor for the next, was it, eight-year term for, I'm pretty sure, for governor in Kansas? I think it is. That's what he wants to do. And... This guy well, maybe is he'd, he'd by... be willing to at least sign off on supporting Texas's border, maybe. Ours won't. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I mean, the thing is, that's all election year politics bullshit. All yeah. of it is. Yeah, I can't even imagine. For both sides. I can't I, even I, imagine what the, um, <coughs> excuse me, I've been sick the last several days. Um, I can't even imagine what the climate must be like in the capital, like Kansas' capital. In an election year compared to non-election years. Oh, they it's like a high school, middle school is the like the drama that goes on up there. And it was that was what a lot of the people we talked to said it's gonna be like this year. And they're trying to get through session as fast as they can so they can get back on the campaign trail and start working the, working yep. on the next rotation. Yep. Because well, every single person in that <laughs> Capitol building is up for election this year, except for Laura Kelly. And she's two years. Yeah. Um, well, what, uh, well, because, yeah, because that election just happened, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was when Seth did it. So that would have been the last two years. Yeah. Two years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's like, if I remember correctly, you know, in order to get things like, for instance, Lincoln, just to give an example of like the Emancipation Proclamation when he was trying to get Congress to kind of make that like a, con- a congressional or a, a constitutional amendment, you know, to basically end slavery and, and do mm-hmm. all of those things. It was basically like, OK, you know, if this politician agrees to vote, you know, we'll give because they're not going to go up for election. So what we'll do is. We'll give them a place in the like postmaster of like this place, you know. It's basically that that quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's anything new. Uh, I think it's gotten more complex. It's more, yeah. Our technology is definitely, yeah, complicated that. Yeah. And like these guys, like the guys in power, are backed by big money, like the Cokes of the world. And they, I mean, they're owned by those corporations, basically. And, you know, like, I would guess when this guy went into hit, when he went in as a politician, that it was not because of relationships like that. It was because he wanted to make a difference at the beginning. And then over time, like, you're wore down and eventually you get into that leadership spot and then, bam, there's 250 grand a year. It's like, okay, well, now I'm stuck with this. Well, but like the the part that's interesting to me is, and and seeing how I'm running for political office, the the maximum amount someone can give to your campaign is five hundred dollars. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you can have packs and super packs and things like that that they're private entities. Sixty percent of his money comes from out of state from packs and super packs. Yeah. So so that's that's where the money actually comes from. So it's not like directly into his campaign, like for yeah. Advertising stuff like that. Like, for instance, uh, let's just say Jim Bob's the senator you're talking about. Jim Bob doesn't actually get 250000 into his campaign because it's not lawful. Mm-hmm. Now, there are ways around that. So, for instance, like, 
But if he's if, getting paid a salary by somebody, yeah, just going to his personal yes, deal, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's so, what it is. So yeah, so like I just want to illustrate the point so mm-hmm. people understand like yeah, how yeah. this how this is actually working because I'm I'm learning these things. But like, but it's interesting because like let's say um, I like you're running for office and I want I want to give you five hundred dollars, then my wife could give you five hundred dollars, then my company could give you five hundred dollars because the way. That structured is the company for all intents and purposes is a person mm-hmm. under the IRS code. Like it's, it's a thing. It's got its, its own a person tax can ID. have it. Yeah. It has its own tax ID. It can, it can have its own assets, everything. It's like a person. Like you could even take guns and like, and on an NFA, like, like suppressors and, and full auto guns, things like that and register them to a business. Like there, that's a living entity. Mm-hmm. So there are ways. To kind of like, quote unquote, get around some of that, but it makes it really cumbersome. So that's where the PACs come in because the PACs, so if you've got them on your side, now let's say, you know, you want to donate to Jim Bob's campaign because you know Jim Bob will give you what you want. You could give like $10 million to the PAC if you want, Mm -hmm. like if you wanted to, because it's a private business, a private entity. And then in order to have that pack on your side, you have to basically kind of do their bidding and do what they want. Mm-hmm. And then they leverage that $10 million in advertising, in lobbying, in, you know, insert whatever they want. I mean, they're a, they're a, a public entity. Now, I won't comment on to what they can use the money for. I have no idea. Uh, obviously, advertising, you know, things like that, lobbying. Yep. But, but I'm not sure that they could, like give money to like your business or you know something like that i'm not sure i'm sure there's something somehow some way because that's the thing i'm finding about campaign i'm gonna guess if you're part of a pack that there's tiers and groups within that like you can make a salary out of that kind of stuff too yeah but that that's also its own whole political game by itself Mm -hmm. not even counting like running for office like knowing what your people are doing or even sitting the chair itself at the capitol like those packs are all about just leveraging power. Yep. And and so and and let's face it, there there are packs that are you know Democrat controlled. There are packs that are Republican controlled. That they, they both are the same way. They both, and they both have deep pockets. In yes, the they same both exact they way. both have those same things. Um, they own politicians them. all over the country, and yep. Um, you know, and that's one of the the many things that I'm kind of glad that I'm at like the local level. You know, I, I filed my financial reports. They're they're a um, for this last year, they're a public record. You can get online and get them or get access to them or at the very least make a Kansas Open Records Act request for them and see who my donors are. Um, you know, over a certain dollar amount, like under a certain dollar amount, you can kind of just put those in as like unitemized. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 50 bucks or less as unitemized. <clears throat> but um, but you can like see who like is doing that stuff. Like it's it's open public record. But it's just interesting. Like we live in a day and age where we're just flooded with information, right? Yep. <coughs> it's it's easier for me to like swipe a video or click a link and watch a video or whatever and then just maybe like believe what's in there instead of like doing a little bit of the work myself and like going and, and getting that doing information. Research. And and I think the 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 point that Nate's trying to illustrate is something that we've said all along on this podcast, even before like politics even came into my life or even your life now. I mean, let's face it, you're in that that spectrum now too. Stuck my face <laughs> in it on Tuesday we're, and we're there. <laughs> we're, we're both on the spectrum now. Anyway. Yeah. Um I've always been on the spectrum, I know that. <laughs> but um but uh 
is uh is like it's it's just easier to like consume that media than do that and like so what i was getting at there we go my brain is resetting was you know like all nate's asking is he's not asking you to like know what's going on at like the texas border or know what's going on in washington with a specific funding bill or like whatever it's like okay so like you have some representatives in your area like you can make most of the time you can go online and just do a simple search query on a website. Like maybe not Google, but like you Google a specific website that then will give you the information you're looking for. <coughs> Especially when it comes to bills. Um, I know that they post that stuff on the legislature website for you to consume. But Yeah, you can look at the – you can get on the Kansas State <laughs> website and look every day exactly what their schedule is supposed to be and all that. Yeah. What bills being debated on the floor and everything. Yeah, so like basically what he's saying is, is just be involved at your local level and, and – like we've said many times, if, if we have more people that just get involved at like you're just kind of your local level and your local politics, because <clears throat> at the end of the day, like as as a candidate for sheriff, if the Kansas legislature says like we're abolishing like this is an overarching thing that will never happen because it would be political suicide and civil war. But like we're going to do outright gun seizure like we're making it a law like as sheriff, I'm going to be the person that literally says no yeah. and I'm going to stand with you. And so your local politics, honestly, are like your first line of defense and like where you should really be focusing. And that's not just like your county and city level, but your state level. Yeah. Because it, you only have like what a couple in like Ryan, Reno and Rice County that. So the senators for like us, probably most of the people that listen to this podcast, um, Alicia Straub is the senator for like Great Bend, Sterling, Pratt, that area. Um, Mark Steffen. Is like the Hutch area. And then um, Chase is like West Wichita, Mary Ware, Alesa Fascudo, Ty Masterson. Those are all, that's probably most of the people that listen to this podcast in central Kansas. Those are your representatives. And out of that group, um, I know like in the Wichita area ones, most of those people, Mary Ware, she's Democrat, she's central. Uh, Wichita, she's for it, but the rest of them really aren't. They're all Republicans. And it's like the people on the west side of Wichita, your state representative does not believe that you guys want any sort of cannabis bill. And the same with like the Andover area. They don't believe that you want any kind of cannabis bill. So to me, that says that we got to reach out and we got to say, hey, we want this. My vote for you depends on this, you know. Because it is an election year, so constituents, voters... Have more pull now than they typically do. We do. We've got more pull. Got you. Well, you just have to get people like on that same page and get that information out. And I think that sometimes, again, in that sea of information... It's hard. How do you make sure that your information, especially when you're battling against the packs that are putting out... You know, you're battling a million-dollar million, million dollar machine. Yeah. And and I'm I'm willing to bet... That the the coalition doesn't have the same funding leverage. Nope, not not quite. You know, and and I, that's not me being critical or like condescending. No, I'm it's just, an uphill battle for sure. But if you get the young people involved, numbers can outweigh those people yeah, with the money. Honestly, yeah. they can. I will tell you honestly, um, if it were me, uh, I wouldn't focus as much on the numbers of the young people. That's just my two cents. Uh, well, be, we just need. I mean, people, I can I can show you the statistics from my Facebook. 
We just need people to of who's reach interested out. in this stuff. We just need numbers to reach out to their politicians. When I say the young people need to get involved, young people don't vote. Right. That's what I mean. Young people need to get out and vote and get involved. I think they're you're too busy tied up in that sea of information with Netflix, TikTok, etc. The issue is Snapchat. if that doesn't stop, there's not going to be any check and balance on the voting. You know, if people don't pull their head out of their devices, we're just going to continue to go down a worse and worse and worse path because nobody is voting. You know? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, those people need to be educated the most on it. Now, for our cause, I would agree with you. I think that, like, a lot of the people for the cannabis stuff, especially the older people, are the ones that need the most help in that area. And they're more respected and their voices would really probably sway um, an older politician more than a 21-year-old kid yelling and screaming, you know. Well, and and I'm not saying you got to yell and scream. I'm saying, like, write a nice email and send yeah. it to him, you know. I'm thinking that uh, I think that also you're going to have, like, an older population that's probably going to benefit from cannabis because their bodies aren't what they used to be. They're getting cancers and things like that, too, so they're going to want access to that, and they're going to be the ones that are actually going out and voting and doing that. But Nate makes a valid point. Like, if you are going to, like, reach out, like, if you send this, like, angry, like, condescending, like, flagrant, profane email, like, it's just going to get, like, deep-sixed. Like, they've got staffers and people that look at these things. That like that that email carries no weight, and and sometimes they get four hundred emails a day, <laughs> at least on probably. Well, that's like on one subject. Yeah, one of the politicians is saying she was getting four hundred emails a day on like one of the tax deals that's going on up there. Yeah, because aren't they looking at like a flat flat tax, tax deal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we won't get into that, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things of like we're not we're not like saying that you have to be like an expert at everything. Like when we had Jason on here, like remember how I asked him, I'm like when they did that whole, like he was, he was wanting to protect those like box turtles or whatever, because they were being shipped to like Japan or whatever. Yeah. And, and like how it affected the ecosystem. And like, I'm like, how did you know that? You know, and he just had like, I, I, I have a guy, you know, like, like probably somebody from Kansas department of wildlife and parks that was like telling him, but he's working on another bill, which probably comes directly from Hutch here from Sandhills. And it's, um, is it the beer freedom one? Kind of, but it's a bill, you know, how distributors in Kansas, like they have a lot of power for alcohol. Um, because like Sandhills cannot sell a keg of beer directly to like Carl's bar, which is three blocks away. They have to sell said keg of beer to distributor city beverage and then city beverage marks it up and sells it to Carl's. Interesting. So he's trying to make it to where like microbreweries and that kind of stuff can sell directly to they can sell to consumers and private people kegs, but they cannot sell to another business directly. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if that's true. I think I don't think that. I think when we got the cakes for my sisters, they came from City Beverage. We ordered them through Sandhills, but City Beverage is the one we got the cakes from. Huh. Interesting. So they're working on limiting the power of the d- distributors because, like, what's the point of that? Like, literally, it makes it more complicated. Than them to just take a cake as usual. To follow the money. Yes. Follow the money. Yeah. Um. Well, and 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 also Kansas's like alcohol laws are kind of archaic on a lot of things. I yeah. mean, 
Well, it, and it, our it, cannabis laws are going to be the same way because of the nature of the beast that we live in is a red state. It's the the last frontier for conservatives is what I've seen in a lot. Which, you know, like, I believe in the conservative values. I'm Christian, you know. Like, I, I, I would probably lean more right than left. If you ask my parents, like... If you, ask, if you ask your parents, you are, like, way on the right side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, compared to probably, like, you and some other people in Sterling, like, I'm probably more way down the middle. Yeah. I, I would definitely say you're in the middle. Yeah. Like, if I had to, like... I don't uh, like to say I'm Democrat or Republican. I don't like calling myself down party lines because of... I just don't like the connotation that comes with a lot of those those parties now. And all it is, like, during election year is, like, what can you do to help benefit me? To get reelected is exactly the conversations going on up at the Capitol. Yeah. You know? And so this shitty pilot program bill that they've been talking about is going to get pushed out and it's going to get onto the floor. It's going to happen. I heard that from a couple different people. And the problem is for someone like Jason Prost, who's a Democrat. So that bill is shit. It is a monopoly and it benefits like one county in Kansas. And Jason's like, that ties my hands. How so? It's an election year. And if I don't, then pass he's, it. he is on record voting against the yeah. cannabis bill as well, a Democrat. He, he can abstain too. You know, but even then, you know, it still looks bad from his party yeah, and politi- from his political standpoint. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's just playing so, that so political. Why, how, does, how does it look? So, I mean, while we're here and have the platform, how does it benefit? Like, what when you say it just benefits that one county, how so? Um, it was written by a business down there proposed through their lobbyists and like it is basically it's the one i've talked about a little bit but there's only twenty thousand medical patients in the whole state there is seven dispensaries four growers two distributors no sorry two labs and two processors that's it it's the only people that are getting licenses and like it's just written into the bill like some of it's like it's got to be zoned industrial where you're growing at. It's like how much of Kansas is zoned industrial? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, most of it's like le- legit just agricultural. You have to have a two-year standing relationship with the KDA, with the hemp program. So there's not a lot. I mean, that's even less. There's maybe 40 people, 40 licenses in the state now. And I would say of those 40, probably two-thirds of those are for industrial hemp. So that list is short. Of the people that have a good standing um, deal with KDA. And so to me, like, there's probably people in Kansas City and there's people in Wichita that, for the most part, have to meet those requirements. The thing with Kansas City is, is nobody up there is going to want to go to these expensive-ass dispensaries in Kansas when they can drive 10 minutes across the border and go to Missouri. Yeah. So it doesn't benefit them. Well, and that's just the thing is, is like, so they say. So here's what Kansas would probably do. Well, the package has to say like grown in Kansas. Okay, prove that that was grown in Kansas. Yeah. Right. Like, I could drive across the border, drive Missouri, throw it in a Kansas package, and like, now, now, oh, cool, it's grown in Kansas. Yeah. Like I can. So like, it's just it's it's not a it's not a good solution to just say it's grown in Kansas. No, it is. It, and this this bill is going to go out there, and that's part of our plan. Is we're going to we actually there's another bill that we helped with couple years ago that we're gonna are you allowed to kind of like talk about that on here or about the other bill yeah like what your guys what your guys' solution to those problems are well we want to put another bill out there um and have it introduced 
that way there's two bills. So in this at least state. so so it doesn't. So tie. there's a good option, and then there's doesn't tie like J- people like Jason's hands. Yeah, so where he can, like, he can why aren't we something. voting on this other bill? That's yeah. a good bill. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's a patient focused bill. But it's the problem is if it dies in committees, it's st- and the other one makes it to the floor, and he has to vote. His hands are still tied. Yep, that's the problem. Yep, for him politically, it is. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's all just, political games, man. It's it sucks. It's demoralizing. And sometimes I just want to like throw my hands in the air and resign. And I, and then I just sit back and I look and I'm like, okay, like, that's just, that's just not like, it's not in me to do that because I, I, I'm not going to quit until the job's done on this, this deal because it's, it's too important. It's going to help too many people to let, something a shit bill like that go through so if that bill does get introduced we're going to do everything we can to push against it so so how come there's the push towards um whole plant medical cannabis versus cbd that is medicine and is already legal the there's more money in it well and also um you know there there are different cannabinoids in the plant right like you have all kinds of different cannabinoids. You have the major cannabinoids, which are like Delta nine mm-hmm. THC is the, the major. Big that, one I mean, that's the major marijuana. one. That's the difference. But, but when you get whole plant, you're getting all the cannabinoids. Yeah. Now that now we've discussed addiction, CB one, CB two receptors, etc. But, um, if, if you can get whole plant and get all the minor cannabinoids, typically you're getting the most. Yeah. Benefit. And we've even seen some bills where it's just in a pill form an isolate. That's all you get. And there's like a list of like five ailments. Oh, there's more than that, but it was like like fifteen. It was just yeah, really really short list, and it's like just doesn't help the people that need to be helped. And THC in pure form does not help anybody. That is strictly to get you high. Yeah, you know, all your medicinal benefits are in those other cannabinoids. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean that's our push. Whatever's going to help the most people. So I mean, are you are you guys realizing that you're going to have some like things that you might have to give up to get the bill through to at least get something started? Yeah, because um, there's gonna be things we're going to have to change in this bill. To like one thing we would really like to have, it would be awesome, is to have like home grows like other states where I can be a caretaker for someone and grow yeah, three to you, six plants. But that's never going to pass in Kansas. Yeah, you're never going to get that through first try. No, and so it's like okay, we'll put that on the back burner and then we'll try to amend it. Try to push and amend that later. Um, but like sacrificing things like that um, to like appease your far right people that think that there's not a medical pro- pro- program that we need in Kansas. You know, one thing I just like a limited and cap program like they're talking. I just it's just not something that we can get behind. I cannot I won't be able to sleep at night knowing that I supported something like that. I can't do it. Can't do it. It's the amount of frustration that has come out of. And what's going to end up happening is they're going to push this bill. At the 11th hour, at the dead of night, so that nobody has time to scramble on it. That would be my guess. I mean, why would they not push it at the very end where we don't have time to rally the troops against it? 
Well, I'm interested in seeing what the updates are uh, and stuff from here. Do you have any plans on going back up to the Capitol anytime? Yeah, when when we when there's testimony being done on these bills, we'll be up there. Okay. And we'll be up there in force. We want as many of our friends to go with us as we can. Um, speaking of that, uh, just one thing I want to wrap up cause we're come we're past time here is, um, the, I wanted to just throw like a really quick shout out. One of the bills that's getting ready to go across is, uh, a, f- a gun bill that's basically like protecting firearms, accessories, ammunition, components, all that other kind of stuff, because they've seen other States, they realize, okay, the, the the Supreme Court has said that it's an individual right. People can have guns, but here's what we'll do is we'll limit their ammo, we'll limit their access to parts and all that other kind of stuff. And so Kansas is wanting to take like a proactive step and just sit like letting people like just like and saying protecting that. Yeah. But instead of doing a bill, they're actually putting it out to a vote for a constitutional amendment. Um, so speaking of that, I watched a testimony that was on the Kansas State Rifle Association of a, Rebe- a representative, Rebecca Schmoy. Um, and if I butchered, if you listen to this, ma'am, and I butchered your name, I apologize. I'm, I'm basing it on how they pronounced your name in the video. Um, but she's out of Ottawa, Kansas, and she basically just got on there and like, I just had to really respect. She said, this isn't about like, she said, first of all, everybody said it's, everybody says this will be a disaster. Because, like, they had, like, Moms Demand Action, which is, like, anti-gun people sitting in the background, like, with their shirts on. And they're saying it's going to be this, like, disaster. And they're like, you mean the disaster, like, concealed carry was? Constitutional carry was? You know, where where were the disasters in that? I'd, I'd appreciate you naming one because there hasn't been. Mm-hmm. And she's basically saying, like, we just need to show that we can trust our constituents. And that we can allow them to make their own decisions and we step out of their way and let them vote on it. And yeah. I was just like, wow. Like that is the kind of politics we need in this world. Yeah, but they won't <laughs> take let, notes. They won't let cannabis go to a vote like that because they don't hold the cards. They don't have the power. Right, right. Because there's way too much money. But the thing is with guns. They just know something like that's going to pass in Kansas. Well, and not only that, but but the the money around the gun scene is already wrapped up in you know eight or ten different seven seven to ten different gun companies all owned by the same people. So I yeah, mean, which that, kind of surprised that's already me a moot they, point. They let the abortion deal go to the uh, an amendment too, like that to the constitution. I mean, but it, look at it; you got to give respect. It was like, what do you guys want? Yeah, I just it just blows my mind. Jason's actually going to introduce. And uh, a constitutional amendment for cannabis. Oh, okay. This year, I bet you that dies in committee. Yeah, it will. Hundred percent. It will, because and that's what he said. He's like, I I tried to do it last year too, and it just it dies in committee because yeah. it takes the power away from the people yes. of the power. Yeah, that that's never going to happen because then they don't get the chance to like, like basically control everything about mm-hmm. it. <coughs> As far as like, so for instance, the state of Kansas can, in the sense of like administrative regulations on some things or Kansas statutes on some things, but like it takes the power away from those people that stand to make multi millions off of it and are positioning themselves with their money and their, and their, their dollar, their, their dollar and their power to like profit off of this specific bill that just basically benefits them and backs, you know, it's like, some of those bills that we you guys you guys have talked about in the past where there had to be like 
all these cameras with no blind spots and like oh, those bio are... biometric access and those are still in there. <laughs> yeah, and like and like all of that kind of stuff that like let's face it, High Point Farms can't afford the probably all of those cameras, let alone the biometrics and you know the potential for QR tag tracking plants from plant to customer. You know, mm-hmm. um, that, that stuff's expensive, and there's only certain people that can afford that. I even heard some rumors of not even having dispensaries and just doing a delivery only system and huh a delivery from where straight from the like growers for, like like Uber Eats like like what Amazon do you mean? delivery services huh whatever yeah we'll see what happens yeah it's going to be an interesting session you'll be seeing uh, plenty of posts from me on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and I just like you have already so speaking of that go ahead and tell those to people that are listening your socials? Oh. Gee, many Christmas, man. Do you need my me to social- draw you a freaking picture? Most of the people listening already know what my social medias are, don't they? What happens if there's somebody that do- doesn't? Okay. Go follow at the <laughs> You Kansas are a Cannabis really Coalition. terrible vice president of a Kansas Coalition. Kansas hey. Coalition, all right? Yeah. But you <sighs> meant my personal stuff. I meant that, too. Okay. Well. All of it. We're not going to cut this out. We're just going to leave it. You guys can hear me and Nick bicker at each other like a married oh couple. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to cut it out. <laughs> okay. Um, but really, like we would we would love to have your support at the coalition. And you can find us on Facebook um, at the Kansas Cannabis Coalition. Instagram, it's the same. Um, I think there's a TikTok. I don't know if anything gets pushed out there. Maybe we need to get Caden on that. He's our new membership chair. He wants to go viral on TikTok. Maybe he can do it there. Um, but then you could follow me um, on Facebook, Nate Hyatt, and at Nate Hyatt sixty eight on Instagram, and reach out and let's have a conversation and let's uh, try to make a difference together. Yeah. So thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Uh, we're sorry things kind of haven't been lining up. There's just a, a lot that's been going on uh, just between running businesses and campaigns and Nate being parts of the Cannabis Coalition during. Uh, the legislature being in session, we're still here. Uh, we're apologizing for just the inconsistencies in our schedule, but we'll uh, we'll continue to work on that and just continue bringing you content. Be sure to uh, share, give us a like, rating, review. Uh, we're renting out the podcast studio if you wanted to uh, examine using that to maybe create your own podcast, record some music, you know, uh, maybe do some radio spots that you want to put out there, maybe save some money, uh, you know, anything like that that we could potentially help you with. Just reach out to us. You can see our contact page at www.thehigherpoints.com. Check us out on Facebook, The Higher Points Podcast, at The Higher Points on Instagram. And we are back on YouTube for the time being. Uh, it's The Higher Points Podcast on there. We'll see how that goes. So far, they haven't talking, been. To, talking about weed and cannabis too much, and we'll be right back off. <laughs> yeah, so, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, just again, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. See you later.